Three dorks, forged by geek culture at a young age, eventually grew up and started families of their own. Forever young at heart, they now navigate geek culture with children in tow. Whether it's dirty diapers, packing school lunches, or finding balance for it all, they are more than dads or dorks. They are both. This is Dads Are Dorks Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dads Are Dorks podcast. My name is Chris. I have been a dork pretty much my entire life. Uh, And as a dad, I have three young boys, ages six, four, and two. And I am joined by... Mason. I'm Mason. Um, I have been a dork also since I was very young. And I have two boys, and they're the craziest, most loving little kids you'll ever meet, uh, seven and three. And uh, yeah, we are we are uh, just having a great time over here. And I am joined by... I'm Tyler MC. I am the baby daddy of the group. Okay, not that. I'm the dad <laughs> with the baby. Uh, I have a uh, beautiful, almost one-year-old baby girl. And uh, I have been a dork my whole life, and I'm making sure she is also. And this, again, is the Dad or Dads Are Dorks podcast. You might have caught on by now, right? We're dads, we're dorks, and we're doing a podcast. It's kind of crazy. But you might be asking yourself, what is this podcast? What is it about? How often is it going to release? Where is it going to release? What are we going to talk about? Are you guys going to have guests? Are we going to do interviews? Um, the answer is probably at some point, sure. Uh, what is it about? It's going to be uh, pretty much a story every episode of uh, myself and Mason and, and Tyler as we uh, transgress through geek culture, dork culture, whatever you want to call it, um, as dads. Because... And I I think you guys will agree with me. What I enjoy now in the hobbies I have in geek culture, they haven't changed, but how I enjoy them has changed since I've become a father. Would you guys say that's accurate? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. And my my dorkdom, if if that's the word we're using, has really upped its game since I had kids because like now I'm able to share these things with them. Whereas like, I didn't I, I I shared my nerdism with with other people and friends and stuff like that but like the you have two little kids who are literally your best friends eating at you know every word you have to say out of your hands and so you want to share these things with them so like even more so like I've started collecting more and you know getting into the to the weeds of different things where I usually kind of would have been like oh that's cool that's awesome I'm not going to buy that but now I'm like I'm going to buy that cuz we can all enjoy it together you know so it's uh it's definitely a lot of fun my wife yeah, told me I was crazy, but month one uh, with our baby, I insist on watching Star Wars, the first like true episode four, five, six in the background, just to get it subconsciously like buried real deep in there, real deep <laughs> in the baby's head. Uh, so that the music, all that, you know, already is going to bring nostalgia to her. It's so, the closest uh, thing you can do to chipping her brain without chipping her brain. That's exactly like, right. Start with Star Wars content. You know what? I can actually <laughs> one up you guys. My wife, uh, she's a huge Harry Potter fan. She will not let um, our oldest son, who's six, she will not let him watch the Harry Potter movies until he reads the books. So she is literally waiting for him to get, and he's a good reader right now, but she's waiting for him to get obviously to that proficiency level to, uh, to do it correctly. Watch, read the book, then watch the movie. 
that was one of my favorite like that that was I think that might have been one of the moments where I realized like oh I'm not just into pop culture I am a nor nerdy dork jerk because I'd watch the Harry Potter movies and be like oh that's inaccurate to the books and I'd make notes <laughs> and I'd write and then I found the internet and it's you know, all downhill from there. <laughs> you guys want to hear something that might take my dork card away as I've never read the books or seen the movies. It's okay. <laughs> you can take half of mine away because I've never read the books. Okay. <laughs> but I, at the same time, like full disclosure, I'm, I'm the oldest one here. I'm 41 years old. So for me, Harry Potter uh, came out when I was like in college. Yeah. True. Um, different priorities back then. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, Hit my generation like a heat seeking missile. It was it was designed for us and like every basically every grade that I went up was like the same was, progression yeah. Harry did in British whatever numbers they See, use in, in contrast for for my generation it was not that the books came out but the movies came out which is Lord of the Rings oh, like yeah. we were Matrix Lord of the Rings yeah. um, the the prequel trilogy all that came out when I was you know, uh, mid-teen all the way up into college. The first Spider-Man movie, um, X-Men, all that came out. So that was my, that's when geek culture for me really took off in a different way. See, that stuff was dad time for me. That was like, my dad would take me to these like, you know, Matrix, Lord of the Rings. And I, I feel like I only got like understood so much of it. But then like, I'd go home and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to read The Hobbit. I'm going to like kind of really like learn about all this stuff even outside of like you know us going to the movies together and uh yeah it's that's the kind of experience that i'm hoping to recreate now that i'm stepping up as a dad yeah no for sure i it's funny because growing up my mom was not like you can't watch this or you can't watch that there's too much violence in this she was not that type of person like i was 10 years old and she bought me GoldenEye 64. It, you know, like it, nice. it, it was kind of very open, but I think it was because she wasn't into that, that type of stuff like Harry Potter and all that is why she wouldn't allow me to be into that. Like, she's like, I don't want to go through this whole thing and like take him to the movies and like the whole thing. So she's like, guess what? You're just not going to read it. There's too much magic made up some kind of excuse that would like pollute. It would pollute my brain for some reason, but power Rangers, <laughs> Ninja turtles, like golden eye, like all this other nerd nerdum stuff. She was like, yeah, no, cool. Awesome. This is what Harry has Potter, me excited no. about this podcast, though, is, is because we have a not a huge, but a slight generation gap between us, right? Because I was right. a, I was a product of the 80s, right? I grew up on Transformers, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Ninja Turtles, and then Power Rangers is right at that cusp. Like, I probably shouldn't have been into it, but I did because uh, I was a geek, right? I was a dork. And but like for me, like, you know, like Tyler, you mentioned like, oh, yeah, my dad, you know, that was dad time. And then we went to go see Spider-Man in the movie there. Uh, I went to see it in my sophomore year of college. Wow. Um, and on top of that, my childhood was um, I would read a new we would go to a place called uh, Schinders in Minneapolis. So if anyone happens to live in Minneapolis and they listen to this, it was a place called Schinders. Uh, my dad used to go to the horse racing park, uh, Canterbury Downs. I'm going back through memory lane. And so he would go get a racing program and he would bring me with him um, just to get me out of the house, I guess. And he would let me buy one or two comic books at this Schinders magazine store. Uh, and I love to buy the Transformers comic books by Marvel back in the day. And so that's what I do. I'd buy the whatever issue was out and then he'd let me buy one back issue. And I would read those things 800 times front to back in the car at the actual uh, racetrack. 
you know, he'd buy me popcorn and a soda and we'd spend the time. He let me pick out a horse to have him bet on or whatever. And if I won, he'd give me the money for it. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I'm, we're probably going to go to jail. <laughs> Uh, but that, that's limitations that's on horse races, I'm sure, up. is very short. The like, 80s were a very different time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. The, I didn't have the internet. You know what I mean? Like, right. I had to to find out if a new episode of your show was going to be on. You had to get the TV weekly uh, that was given in the newspaper every Sunday to find out if your show was going to be new because it would put in parentheses "new" next to it. Um, you know, so that I am excited to have that contrast when we start talking about things in our childhood, so to speak. But yeah. I like what you said, Tyler, because right off the bat, there's a story with you and your dad going to see Spider-Man or going to see, you know, Lord of the Rings or whatever. And my story is going to go into a gambling place. Right. Um, but my dad's supporting what I was into, which is transformers. And then, um, He'd actually, you know, he he. My dad took interest in it. I can still talk to my. He's seventy three years old. I can still talk to him about Transformers to this day. He smiles and goes, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Um, but he's proud that I've turned my passion and my hobby um, into something so much more than just what ninety percent of people do, which is just, "Oh, I have a collection. That's what I do." Like I'm, I'm gung ho. Like let's let's create content. Let's share our passion with the world. Um, and and that's what's exciting about being a dad is is now taking that same approach to our kids, right? Yeah, no, and I so Tyler, I think we're around about the same age. I was born in eighty nine, ninety one. I okay, like so to we're... troll my coworkers by telling them I didn't exist in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's cool. So yeah, we're right around the same age. So we were probably into yeah, a lot much. of the same stuff growing up, and uh, but. No, that's what that that is what's going to be really fun about this. Like you were saying, Chris, is like we have a lot. We we connected on probably one major thing, and that's why we became friends. But we have so much other con- contrasting things that we like kind of were into as growing up and stuff too. So we'll be able to provide a lot of different perspective. And you know, I'm I'm really excited to talk about how my re- my kids receive certain like um, you know. Uh, media and stuff versus how I did or how I would now, you know, kind of stuff. And like how I'm like, Oh, that's a lame. No kid's going to like that. And they're just so gung ho into it. So, you know, that's that. And how, how much of, I know how much of being a dad means to all of us and really connecting with our kids in that way. So that's kind of the different take we wanted to take on this podcast to really, you know, we're not going to have our kids on, but we're going to, you know, talk about what goes on day to day in those type of spaces while we're hanging out and um, having good conversation about different news items or, you know, fandoms changing or whatever's, whatever's, um, you know, on the docket that day. So Absolutely. And I th- let's throw it out there too. Cause I'm, um, we did say, how often are we going to release an episode? Um, I think our goal, no 100% schedule. Like it's not gonna be like every other Wednesday, uh, but we're going to aim for uh, a, a new episode about every two weeks. Okay. So about, about two a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we might take off times for, you know, if there's a couple weeks there where everybody's traveling because of the holidays or, you know, what's going on. But yeah, we'll try. I think that's a good track to not hold us too accountable if we can keep it to two every two weeks. And we hope that everybody else enjoys our conversation and comes along for the ride with us. So Absolutely. And as, as a family podcast, naturally, we're going to put family first. If there's Always. any kind of family function that takes priority over podcast. But we have a pretty deep roster of friends who are 
also parents, also in similar situations, also like a lot of stuff we like, and we'll be bringing on guest hosts, talking about all sorts of different stuff. Um, I think it's gonna be a really good time. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and like we were, like um, Chris had mentioned earlier, will we do interviews? We would love to do interviews. So like we may have some podcasts if, if we can get somebody on to talk about one of these things that we're really into. Like having an interview would be, you know, an awesome way to, to do that, especially like if the person we're interviewing is also a dad or something like that and has that to relate with us as well. So, well, yeah, I, I want to make sure we're not going to like pigeonhole ourselves into a corner and be like, oh, you know, we can't interview this person because they're not a dad. Right. Like, our, our big thing is obviously we're, we're, we're dorks, right? That's the name, right? Dads are dorks. So we're going to talk about dorky stuff. And yes, you know, we want to do interviews if that person happens to be a father. Awesome. If not, guess what? They had a dad, right? So there's always going to be something to relate to. Um, and I think the real important part of it, too, is that, like, we are presenting this as an experience of our journey through fatherhood while maintaining a passion for the things that we cared about as kids. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're not every episode is purely focused on here's how many diapers I changed today. It's also about, like, us making sure that, like, we are finding time to like talk to fellow dads talk to other people with the same interests and you know make sure that we celebrate the things that bring joy in our lives yeah i think that helps answer the question too of uh why should people take the time to listen to us what are we going to do that's different than your normal geek podcast right because there's billions of podcasts out there maybe not billions but millions at least and unlike Tyler said, and like Mason said, look, we're we're just going to be that podcast that um, is family friendly and is going to relate fatherhood into what we do. Uh, I know I plan to talk about my kids. I mean, my oldest son loves Pokemon, and I'll be honest with you, I've never been that huge of a Pokemon. <laughs> I've always been a Digi- I've always been a Digimon guy, so I am learning Pokemon with him while he gets into Pokemon, and that's an experience I really can't wait to share. Um, because it's 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 watching his collection grow and the excitement that he gets and my mom and dad got into it and um, it's just I, I I'm looking forward to sharing the experience and I want to share it with an audience that'll appreciate it. I could put that story on Twitter and sure I'll get 35 people to like it. Maybe a few retweets and like three or four people might be like, oh cool, does he want a shiny in a video game? We'll trade him. Cool, but it's gonna hit someone who is a father a little bit differently than someone who's a Pokemon fan. You know what I mean? Or it's, it's going to hit someone who's a father um, who loves Pokemon and has a kid who also loves Pokemon. Um, it's just, it's, it's a different way to share these stories and to share these experiences in a way that's more personal or at least feels more personal. Um, and, and, and just being able to, I don't know. I, I'm trying to find the right words. I'm struggling to find the words here, but you get, you guys get a sense of what I'm trying to say though. Right. I think it's like our nerdiness, dorkitude, obsessive personalities lend ourselves to have a real strength when it comes to connecting with our kids. Mm-hmm. Because yes. we we know how to do how to research the deep lore. We know how to like really get into like something and maybe find them that like rare toy that was only released in Japan that like you know, will really bring them some kind of joy because we've been there. We've done that. And like, I'm, (laughs) I'm so excited for like my daughter to like get into like sailor moon. I know nothing about sailor moon, but like Mm. if she gets into it, I'm going to be super happy to be the dad. Who's like, Hey, 
I got you like that, like thing that like maybe some of your friends haven't or like, oh, cool. Like, I'll be happy to like watch it with you. And, you know, hopefully I won't be as annoying with giving out like fun facts like I do sometimes with my wife and she wants to kill me. Um, but I can't control myself. So it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. No. And I, I do the same thing. That's funny that you bring that up. Same, same thing with, with my wife. I, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like getting into it. She's like, I just want to watch the movie. Okay. It's like, let's just go for that. broke his toe. But I think what's cool about okay. this format Gandalf has his watch on. <laughs> right. But I think what's cool about this format is there's been kind of a changing of the guard in recent years of like guys in our age group and Chris, um, a little bit older than us coming in whereas geek culture back in the day wasn't really a thing like for so for our parents and things like that they tried to relate and they're like i'll get you the happy meal or whatever you know my parents rarely took me to see a movie that i really wanted to see that was something related to geek culture it was like let's go see something else that i want to see so like i think we're kind of changing the guard and to be able to talk about that openly and like share those type of experiences and bring other people that are in our same our, our same position whether and you know like we're dads here yes but like we want to appeal to moms that are taking both of those roles as well single mo- mothers yes. out there and who are also in fandoms and you know enjoying those things too so like i think it's just uh like while we are we the podcast um title may be dad dads or dorks we we appeal to all you know type of of parent going on in this in this you know culture that we're living in now we hope to appeal. We hope we appeal to you. Please let us know if we appeal <laughs> or if we don't. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is we want to... I guess what I want to say is we want to relate to the that to Yeah, we, we want to be... In those ways. We want people to listen to us because they enjoy us. Um, yeah. And hopefully what we talk about is something you have an interest in. And it doesn't have to be, you know... I mean, sure, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a majority uh, male audience that tends to be a majority of what you get in a lot of... of geek or dorky related topics um but like mason said i mean obviously uh there's single moms out there who have to be dads right and there are dads out there that also have to be moms and for Um, a good portion of my life that's what i grew up with i had a mom that you know that was that took care of me in all the in both of those ways because my dad was not great so you know and then she eventually remarried and i had a person take that place but but yeah no i mean that those are the type of things like like I appreciate hearing m- moms talk as well in these spaces too, because it's like, you know, I, I, that's what I had to grow up with, you know? So. Well, we, 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 we may have something planned along those lines uh, as we progress down the episode path, but um, well, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, a, a good segue into the next part is, so we we're talking about, what our podcast is we are talking about a little bit of who we are a little bit of our experiences uh, why listeners should give us a chance but how did the three of us come together to decide to do this podcast in the first place yeah well we were um you know i guess i'll i'll kind of speak for myself i kind of met chris last year uh, through our gaming community we have a like a Fortnite gaming community and we're all Power Rangers fans. And so I kind of met Chris and we were playing games. We were playing Final Fantasy together. And he's like, hey, I'm starting this thing. Do you want to be a part of it? And uh, I was like, yeah, no, that that sounds great. And so we 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 worked our way into that. I don't know if we want to talk about what that other brand was. That's up to you, Chris. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. We, we started something um, uh, that uh, is no longer active. But at the time, uh, it was an entertainment um, kind of like a, a 
entertainment commentary website media thing that we were trying out. Um, we were all just looking to create and we had put out yeah. a, Hey, we're looking for writers and the best person to answer that call at the time <laughs> who put the most effort and the most work in came right through our doorways. And we are so happy that like we were able to forge this friendship through that because, uh, and that's how Tyler came to join us. They asked for a writing sample and I thought they wanted a whole article. Turns out they didn't, but it worked out pretty well for me. Yeah, um, we were, we all read it and we're like, this guy's in, like yeah, 100% in. I'm pretty much sure like that was like we had, I can tell you because I was part of that process. We had, we had the yes column, we had the maybe column, and we had the uh, maybe later column. No no's, just yes, maybe, like, you know, give us a little bit more. And then, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll touch back with you a little bit later. That's not going to be a fit right now. We got through Tyler's submission. We're like, yeah, no, he's, yep. Like, we'll, we'll, we don't even need to interview him. We'll just, you know, I think yeah, we as long him, as yeah. they had an interview and he doesn't, he's not like an ax murderer. He's not like harvesting voodoo dolls over <laughs> he here while you're he, talking to him. He doesn't show up and <laughs> wearing like Nazi memorabilia. You're good. You're high. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> I thought when Chris asked me, how many axes do you own was a pretty weird question for an interview, but uh, I guess it all makes sense now. Um, you know, I'm, but... I'm waiting for the day that I don't ask the question and someone is an ax murderer. Ah, yeah. I'm just saying like that, that'll never happen as long as I'm asking <laughs> how many axes you have. But I mean, Tyler, yeah, and a lot of people, people can't see your face, but I'll be honest with you. Like you, you could be a lumberjack. You got a beard, you know, you got, um, mm -hmm. you're wearing plaid right now. Not <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I would assume if I looked at you on the street right now, I would assume you might have at least an axe, at least one. God, do I have an axe? I have a hatchet. I do own a hatchet. Come on, man. You're a D&D &D player. You got to have like a battle axe hanging on your wall somewhere. <laughs> no, I don't have. Uh, I have a ton of like little teeny tiny plastic battle axes that the minis <laughs> I own hold. But no, I don't hold. Uh, I, don't, I don't own any actual weapons uh, myself. Do I have a but samurai as, sword? I think continue, I lost my Continuing the story. So now, now you know how the three of us met. So how did we decide from when we met and working on this other uh, brand that we were working on? How did we get to this point where we are today, Mason? Well, yeah. And that, that was the thing is that kind of was all, um, you know, it, it just kind of ended. It wasn't anybody's like this or that. But like, but we, we like Chris had talked to me and was like, hey, I still want to do something but we need to keep it smaller. And like the both of us were like Tyler MC 100%. And like we had, it, we had done some interviews. Nice we had done some interviews with Tyler, the three of us. Yeah. We interviewed um, um, like Kyle Higgins and Melissa Flores, uh, people from Image Comics, writers, creators, some of the greatest right. people in the world. And everything was was fun and everything yeah. worked and we all meshed well together. And it was just really pleasant to be part of something where um, Nothing felt forced. Nothing felt awkward. It was just like three guys that get along talking and hanging out. It was fun. Like I, I, I was like, you know what? Like that was fun. Like we got to do more of that. Yeah. Um, and so and when there was the website ended, it was like, oh, you're fine. It was like when we when that other brand kind of ended, it was my thought process was I don't want that to end because that right. I was actually having fun with like a lot of fun. I thought I was just going back to Reddit. <laughs> I, thought I was just going to go back to making my little Reddit posts. Get no, my it posts. Was, 
it was natural conversation. Like we're like, hey, we're ending this now. But like Chris was like, hey, I want to talk to you about something about doing something with Tyler. And I was like, instantly, I was having the same thought. I was like, because like you said, those interviews were easy. We had a we have a lot of fun. And what was our common denominator here and why the podcast came out to what it was? We're dads. We always talked about being dads in the, in our off topic conversation and stuff like that. So like, it just felt like the right way to go that, um, you know, easy hangout conversation while all also trying to do our best to be good fathers to our children. So. Absolutely. And also like, you know, like we all have kind of the power, I would say we have the Power Rangers thing in common, but like we've all explored very different avenues of different fandoms and stuff too. So I thought it, we all kind of thought our our uh, different takes on things would mesh together well. Well, yeah, you have... let us know what uh, what kind of fandoms are, are you really into? Because uh, Chris yeah. and I know, but for anyone listening at home. Give us, give us that in-depth introduction, Mason. Oh man, here we go. No, um, Care Bears. That's my, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Don't judge me if you are. Yes. No, 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 no. Uh, There's I've, deep Care Bear lore out there. No, yeah, no. I well, I mean, always kind of a common denominator for me was Power Rangers, like, and and Power Rangers, not Sentai, not Common Rider. You know, not that sort of the Japanese side of things. Power Rangers was kind of always a a thing for me, but like really. Um, you know, my biggest thing growing up was probably Digimon. You know, I was really into into Digimon, and I watched it from like day one it aired in the U.S. to uh, day zero kind of th- kind of stuff. And then I bridged from there to like Zoids. I was really into Zoids for a while, and I wish they would bring Zoids back. Um, but yeah, and then just kind of the the normal Spider Mans, the DC heroes, the Marvel heroes, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not it's not like something really focused like your D and D and your Transformers. You you've kind of been known for those things, like as a person. Like so, I've kind of just had like a bland, like a not really bland, but always Power Rangers was like probably my number one common denominator growing up. All right, yeah. So Chris, what like. I've talked, kind of talked about what I'm into. What, what, what have you been known through throughout the years, like in fandoms and stuff? Well, um, you young whippersnappers, since I got a a decade on each of you here, um, (laughs) I grew up, like, as I said, I was a kid of the eighties, right? Born in 81. So I lived through a masters of the universe. I lived through transformers, teenage mutant Ninja turtles, GI Joe cops, Thundercats, um, that was all stuff I watched um, after school every afternoon or every Saturday growing up. The ones that stuck the most to me, uh, obviously Transformers. Uh, Transformers was why that stuck to me. I don't know, but it did. Um, My parents were like, oh, you like Transformers? Cool. Here's toys. So every Christmas, every birthday, um, my family was weird. We did presents on Easter. Um, So I had presents on Easter. And like the Easter Bunny would, they would, we would drop, they drop off a, the Easter Bunny would drop off a random transformer. I was like, oh, cool. Spoiled, but uh, I get it. Like that was something that they knew made me happy and made me excited. And on Christmas time, I'd probably get 15 transformer toys between my mom and dad and my grandparents and stuff like that. So transformers, I just had this massive collection and that cartoon show, man, that original 1984 through 86 cartoon show, um, You know, people always joke that they made cartoons different back then, but I think it's true. I think they really did make them different. And I think as we've gotten older, cartoons have changed uh, their marketing standpoint and what they're actually trying to do. But that's a whole different conversation. So 
Uh, I can tell you uh, as far as like maybe what kind of like fandoms or, or stuff have I been really into as I've gotten as a kid growing up. So obviously Transformers, G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of those, uh, G.I. Joe has tried to hang on as much as it can. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into like the classified stuff that they're putting out right now, like the six inch figure line, but that's more of me being interested in um, six inch figures. I thought one twelfth scale. I really like that scale. And I think having really cool, I'm a big fan of like really good sculpts and stuff like that. And they're just, they're knocking it out of the park, but that's a whole different story. Um, Transformers, obviously uh, that was my lifeblood. I have a Transformers tattoo. Um, I focused all my energy when I, when the internet came in, the first thing I did on the internet, literally the first thing I did at my neighbor's house when I was like 14 years old, when AOL was like just becoming a big thing is I went to his house, got on the internet and started looking up Transformers stuff on AOL on America online. That's what I did. That was Digimon for me when AOL launched. Yep. I was so (laughs) cause I thought, I thought I was the only Transformer fan because I was heartbroken when the cartoon got canceled. I was devastated when the Marvel comics shut down. Um, and I thought that the one thing I loved more than anything else, you know, the one thing that kept me happy, you know, cause I was also a kid who, when I was nine years old or when I was eight years old, was I nine years old? I was nine years old. When I was nine years old, we moved across the country. I left my relatives, all my friends behind, uh, in fourth grade, horrible experience. I don't regret it because my life would not be what it is today. If not for having moved, but at the time, man, um, that ruined me, you know, as a kid, um, and I had nothing. Uh, and then transformers came back with a uh, transformers generation two. I remember going to play bingo with my mom and dad, or rather they were going to play bingo and I was going to sit with them because I was too little to be left at home. And we stopped at a Kmart and I happened to go down the toy aisle and they had uh, generation two Dinobots out for sale, which if you are a Transformers fan, you know, that's just the original Dinobots repackaged in new packaging with bright neon colors that said Transformers generation two. There was like, uh, I think there was Grimlock, Slag, Snarl, and I think there was Starscream. My mom and dad bought me Snarl and Starscream because I didn't have those toys growing up as a kid. And I was like, oh my God, I finally have them. They're back. Why are they bringing them back? I was probably the most annoying kid in the world at that point. So yeah, so keep going with that. So Transformers has always been part of my life. And of course, as you guys know, they got big in 2000s, blew up in their multi-billion dollar motion picture franchise now. They're still out there today. Uh, I got involved in the fandom. So Transformers has always been tippy top. Maybe not so active. Like people who are listening now, you probably don't know me for Transformers. You probably know me for Tokusatsu, for Power Rangers, for Kamen Rider, for Super Sentai, because that's been the fandom I've been really into and really involved in in the last uh, 12 years or so. So again, when there's nothing else on TV and there's no other shows that have combining robots, because Transformers had a lot of combiners and that was my jam, you know, combiners. What do you think was on TV? 1993 ish. Another combining robot. (laughs) uh, Some multicolored spandex dudes, but they all drove around in a combinable robot. Now, the only reason that Power Rangers did not become my life when I was 12 years old was because you couldn't find the dang toys in the toy aisles. Mm. I felt like a kid asking for Power Ranger toys when I was 12 or 13 years old, but I did because I wanted those combining robots. I thought they were amazing. Nope. Nope, never got them. So I never collected merchandise for Power Rangers until I was well into my adulthood. I'm talking in my 30s, but I still watched the show. And I got really involved in the music. 
I got really involved in the story. I really got involved in the stunts. It made me take karate. I started taking karate because I got into it. But yeah, and then and I as the internet grew, you go into the rabbit hole in Power Rangers, you discover Super Sentai, and you discover Kamen Rider. And I was like, hey, you know, I didn't really see anything um, on the internet that really talked about the news and 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 shared that information with other people about Tokusatsu, which is the Japanese genre for what Power Rangers and stuff like that. So I made a website that cover about that kind of stuff and through that website made a bunch of friends um, and then have been incredibly blessed to do things like go to multiple San Diego comic cons, go to toy fair, go to movie premieres um, all based on covering power Rangers and being a power Rangers fan. Um, So because of that, I will be a lifelong power Rangers fan for the rest of my life because it's given me opportunities and given me friendships and given me experiences that, I would never have if not for the fact that I decided to watch it because of my life, my love of combining robots, thanks to Transformers. So there you go. That's how Optimus Prime changed my life. But aside from <laughs> aside from that, aside from that, um, uh, as far as like maybe like a fun fact about my geeky life, um, I would say I was told I was told. I don't know if it's true, but I was told that I my old Transformers online internet name or like the handle, your screen name, you know, because when you're Transformers and back in the like literally 2000, 2001, you come up with a screen name for yourself. And that was your identity, right? Kind of like on Twitter, your user handle, your, your, your at name or whatever. Same thing. There wasn't a Twitter back then. Uh, I was told, and and I got really involved into Transformers to the point where I became friends with the design team at Hasbro and and things like that. But I was told that a character was named specifically because of my interactions with one person. Like it was done as like a nod, you know what I mean? Like, hey, we're going to name this person this, and that's a nod to you because you've been so helpful or whatever, Um, which is something that, you know, hit the heart. as you guys know, I have three kids. Uh, my oldest is six. Uh, my middle one is four. My little one's two. My two-year-old doesn't really count. He's not really into things. He's just kind of discovering things right now. My four-year-old loves Transformers. Um, he knows them by name. He knows the theme songs. He knows episodes. He can recite the movie. He's four. I should say he's going to be four in like six days. My six-year-old is really into pokemon right now um because of school so you're got your your influence at school he doesn't really seem to have he knows all about my stuff but he's really drawn into his own stuff um and it's really fun to watch his little mind work and see what he's into and get his christmas list for example to find out what he wants for christmas and it, it just it makes me laugh when i think about like what he wants and and how I used to be the same way and and how his mind works. It's just it's it's fun. It's just fun. But there is more about me than you ever wanted to know, and there's still more about me that we can talk about many many times because I got an extra decade on both of you, like I was saying. But <laughs> but you know what? When we become fathers, time stands still until yeah. until you realize it's passed you by. So um, cherish every single second with your kids. Take that extra time to sit down with them, listen to them, play with them because they will get to a point where they don't want to anymore. And that's the hardest day in the world is when they go, no, Dada, I don't want to play. <laughs> and with that, Tyler, please tell us more about yourself. What I'm known most for online 
I guess, is uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It is absolutely my jam. It is something that I am super passionate about, something that um, I invest a lot of time into. I have a huge shelf of uh, the books and the modules, but that is not something I really got into until... Uh, how long ago was 2013? So an eight, uh, almost 10 years ago. Um, that is... So I guess when I was about 20 is whenever I really started to kind of get into it. Um, it's it's really more of a recent passion of mine, but one that like I have found, you know, when you get older and you start kind of starting chopping away some of like your hobbies or your interests because you just don't have the time for them. For me, uh, D&D has been the one that's kind of like stood the test of time uh, because it is I am not an artistic person. I can't draw real good and I can't color in the lines. I had have tried writing fiction and um, I lose focus and don't quite get anything coherent pulled together. But I'm an extremely, I like to think of myself as an extremely creative person. And so I found that like being a dungeon master for D&D has allowed me to create entire worlds and like little people that populate them. And then I like have all my like good friends either join me at a table or uh, lately more often online. And then I get to see who they create and I get to interact with them as like a huge cast of characters and lead them through a plot and throw huge dragons at them and see them overcome these great evils and tell a great story. And it has been just like the perfect medium for me to be creative in. And that has been something I'm extremely, extremely passionate about. Um, but I guess if we're digging back deeper and deeper and deeper, um, Power Rangers has always been a passion of mine. Um, I was uh, telling my wife just the other day uh, some of the news about uh, Cosmic Fury, the season that's coming out. And um, she is on her phone. I'm like, oh, hey, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm texting your mom asking her, does he ever shut up about Power Rangers? <laughs> the answer is no. Um, been there, been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, it's something that has, has like waxed and waned a bit more over time. But I, I remember being uh, uh, pretty young, probably like seven or eight. And just making like a promise to myself, you know, just like that little kid self promise that like, no matter what, I will always watch the first two episodes of any new Power Rangers season that came out. At the time, I had no idea that would go until like, <laughs> here we are now and beyond. But here I am. Um, and the latest seasons have been like, uh, getting me like brought back in a little bit more. And I've uh, been stepping my toes back into the fandom a little bit. And that's been a really exciting experience for me. Um, I guess beyond that, um, always been big into Pokemon. Chris, if you ever need any like pointers to connect with your kid, hit me up. I know uh, too, too much about those uh, little tiny pocket monsters. Um, <laughs> Deal. And uh, I'm also very passionate into comic books. Um, I wish I had like a really nice, like, went into a comic book shop and like my life was changed story that I didn't have any near me. Um, but what did hit me was, um, and again, I'm going to show my age. I'm 30. Um, the ultimate line that Marvel did. Mm -hmm. I was 
you know, I, remember that. I was I was running like I was uh, like 12, 13 or something like that. An age where like I've seen Spider-Man, I've seen X-Men. I love these comics. I want to get into them. But like the regular issues are on like issue 500 or something. And it was always so overwhelming to think like, how in the heck am I going to be able to catch up with all the stuff? And then Ultimate Marvel came in. It's like, hey, no worries. Here's issue one on your way. And then uh, I started getting them mailed to my house. Um, I picked up omnibuses. And then that kind of helped open up the world of comic books to me, uh, which comic books and Power Rangers uh, has recently kind of been like morphed into like one thing with the Power Ranger comics and Radiant Black and the Massiverse that's coming out. And so, of course, I, that hit me like a truck, and I have just been absolutely obsessed with, like, collecting issues of Radiant Black and Supermassive and Rogue Sun and uh, uh, the Dead Lucky and all of that. And that is the most exciting universe for me right now, and uh, I'm probably going to be talking about it a lot. Pick it up, because it's a great... Uh, <laughs> It is seriously uh, stupendous work and uh, my favorite thing in comic books, hands down. I just want to I just want to add really quick onto Tyler's story. He was talking about the uh, Marvel Ultimates, you know, and he said, oh, you know, I wanted to get into these comics, but they were 500 issues deep. Where do I begin? So what he's basically telling you is Marvel and DC and all these other comic book companies at the same time said, there's got to be a lot of Tylers out there. There's a new generation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. just start rebooting these books over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. We'll and, keep doing that. <laughs> and we'll keep doing that. So, and it works. It congratulations. Works. I, am. I just want to say thank you to your generation because <laughs> your generation was the first generation uh, that started the trend that, that, that my generation apparently goes to war over. Um which is oh, yeah. comic books over and over and over again. Well, so. you were there from issue one, right, Chris? You're so old. That's very <laughs> pretty much. I was. I was. Uh, I was there for X Men before. Let's see. Technically, you could say I was there. I was there when Wolverine was in his brown suit still. Oh wow! <laughs> Good time. Well, that was current when Jim Lee, before he was editor in chief of DC Comics, when right. Jim Lee uh, was just an artist on Marvel. That's crazy. Yeah. No, that I, I like that story, uh, Tyler, of kind of those things. Because, yeah, I mean, w- you were talking about Power Rangers. And Power Rangers was always a, a thing for me because I grew up in a house with a lot of trauma. And like that, and it, it's not my like, I wouldn't call it like my trauma show. But like I would rely on that to like keep me company and like things like that. That like that's where I turned to like learn life lessons and things that my father wasn't teaching me and stuff like that, you know? And so like, like I always had that to rely on. And that was the same thing. You, you made a pact with yourself to watch the first few episodes. I'm like, yeah, this is always going to be a thing in my life, no matter how big or how small it is. And if you ask any people that have known me since I've grown up, that was like the one thing they're like, yeah, you've always been into power Rangers since I met you. And so yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely relate on those things that, that you know, and that's like, like I said, I started looking around on Twitter and that the, one of the first names that popped up was Toku Chris, you know, like, and uh, with it, within the fandom. And so like, and then I started getting a little more active. I think COVID hit us all in a way that was like, you know, I was like, I need to figure out how to make new friends. And so, yeah, I kind of came into this whole thing and it's just been 
a really great thing. And you were talking about comics too. And you know, when Power Rangers, when Boom got the license and the whole thing started, that's when my, like, that's like that my son was like three months old. And so like issue zero came out right when he was born. And so we've, that's been something that him and I have shared together literally since he was born. And so, you know, and he's learning to read now, like he's reading fluidly now. So he's literally going back from issue one of Gogo reading the entire series on his own now, which is really cool. So, so just, just, I have to, I have to piggyback on that just for a second. So we're talking about comic books, right? So I told you that my dad used to take me to a place called Schinders in Minneapolis um, when there wasn't Transformer comic books at the time or what they were sold out or it wasn't new or whatever, or if I already had it, um, there was a couple other comic books I could pick up like the legend of Zelda or super Mario brothers or Sonic That's the Hedgehog. Cool. So, um, I, I went to go visit my mom and dad at their house. They're going to be selling their house soon and they're going to be moving out to where I live currently, which is across the country. Cause I live about 2000 miles away from them. And I had left a couple of my old bins full of my old comic books from X-Men and my Transformer comics from a kid. I had all that stuff in there. And I also found all those Sonic comic books and Super Mario Brother comic books. So I was like, oh, my oldest son loves Super Mario and, and my uh, four-year-old loves Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll bring the comic books back. Just tonight at dinner, like we moved the comic book or whatever, and he was holding it up. He's like, oh, you know, the, you know. I can't, I forgot to move my comic book from the dinner table. I'm sorry. You know, this is super Mario and Bowser. And he goes, well, actually in the comic book, this is King Koopa. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you know, like your heart melts a little bit. You're like, Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually really excited because I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking over here and I have uh, uh, every single radiant black, every single cover that they've put out um, trade paperback. I just got the third volume. I don't think that's out till next. I don't think that's out at the time of recording. I don't think that's out yet, but I have that. Um, I can't wait for him to be able to go through that and um, read these books. And and just, I'm so excited. Like, So I, I don't want to date myself too much, but I'm from an era like you guys are in a way are lucky, right? Because oh, for sure. geek culture blew up for you guys right in your teens, maybe, right? Yeah. yeah. So when I was a kid, being into the stuff I was into got you made fun of. It got you picked on. It got you bullied. Um, it got you pushed down into the snow at school. Uh, had people calling you weirdo or freak. Um, comic books wasn't cool. Superheroes weren't cool. X Men weren't cool. Being a Transformers fan after 1986 wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Power Rangers definitely wasn't cool. Um, so it's so like when COVID hit and we all had to go inside, we couldn't talk to people. I was like, Oh my God, finally, I don't have to deal with, I don't have to deal with people anymore. I can just, I can just enjoy everything and be by myself and with my family and just, Oh, this is yeah. heaven on earth. Um, and I would love to get into that as a future topic in the show. Like, you know, like our kids are going to grow up in a world where, you know, the biggest blockbusters in, in cinema are the things that got me made fun of when I was a kid. And, you know, for me, I think I, for the most part, I think I rebounded pretty, pretty okay. Right. Um, I'm married. I got kids. I got lots of friends. I've got a successful job. Uh, you know, I have a a room full of toys. Um, I did okay. I came out okay. Um, but you wonder about the people that didn't, you know, and, uh, and we're about those kids that did get bullied that, that never got over it makes me think back to that and it's like you know today you know that really pretty you know and and 
like when you're in school and, and especially for me, like in the growing into school in the nineties and stuff, it's like you had like the really, like you, you had a, uh, Ah, uh, clicks. That's what I'm looking for. The word clicks in school, right? You had, you had your, you would call them goths, right? They, they call them emos now, but back then we called them goth. You know, where they oh, body with... emo is still pretty old. Is it? I That's don't know. Still... <laughs> emo is out of date already. I'm I, sorry. I was one of the emo kids in in high school. I was what? for sure one of the emo kids when I was a kid. So maybe okay. So well, I think it went like it went goth to emo to scene, right? It became scene kids at one point. Um, you've seen kids still around what have they evolved into i don't know we're old um i don't know but yeah so but you had you had like them and you had uh you know the jocks and you had the the band geeks you had the stoners um i never fit into any group specifically i think i i hung out with the goths because the goths weren't afraid to like nerdy stuff right geek stuff they were down with liking geek stuff it was cool like a lot of them had their own comic book collections too i just didn't want to go dress in all black and wear eye makeup that wasn't my thing um i hung hung out the stoner kids because they liked video games because they were usually stoned Um, (laughs) but i could talk to them about playing games because i liked playing final fantasy i liked playing rpgs and and military strategy games i could care less about street fighter 2 turbo you know you know 32 bit edition i could care less Hook me up some some Final Fantasy three on my Super Nintendo, and I know Mason knows what I'm talking about. I'm happy as a, I'm happy as a camper, and I want someone to talk to about it. Um, you know, and but yes, like I I remember like you know the the girls that were really pretty at school, you know, and, and of course this is a whole different avenue for them to have to deal with too, is the pressures of of being a woman growing up in that culture as well. Um, yeah, you just you you knew that they would never talk to you because you were just some freak, right? Because that's just how it went. But today, today they're all about it, you know. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, there's part of it. It's just about like, oh, in a I lot remember, of those, I remember the, when a lot of the kids like you are now the teachers, and so they're incorporating it into classrooms and like that that t- into their teaching curriculums and stuff and making oh, it fun for kids. Going going down my Facebook memory road and seeing some of the kids I went to high school with and where they're at in their life now, I'm kind of like, you don't look happy, and it's probably because you're a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember the horrible things you said and did to me as a kid, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, I but that is. A lot to be said about the people who spend their energy trying to put other people down. Right. Who try and pick out these things. And then and then there is so much value in seeing what you like, pursuing your passions, and like being happy in who you are and what you like. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know? It's it, it I'm not gonna lie, it's been you go through like the mental hurdles of not holding on to animosity, right? You know, because I'm sure I just sounded bitter as hell in that last little segment they're talking about. <laughs> talking about all oh, the pretty people were so mean, and now look at them. Now the pretty people are like, we love Thor. Shut the. Hell. You know. <laughs> but you you have to get over it. You have to grow past that. And it, it, it I'm not gonna lie, like it took some time. Like you know, it's it's not fun to. Um, go through school not having a ton of friends because of the stuff you like and then only to finish school and try to start your life and then look back and go oh everything i like is super popular now great i was born 10 years too early you know what i mean and that part sucks it's like well imagine if i had been born at the right time 
how much cooler could my childhood have been? Mm-hmm. Could I not have had to sit there and figure out what I got to do? Like I spent my summers home alone because uh, my friends were all jerks. What did you guys do? You know, that was that was me uh, when I was 14. Yeah. So uh, and that's where Power Rangers comes in, because that's what I watched to keep myself from being like, I hate my life. Um, but that's going to take a dark turn really fast. Yeah. <laughs> We, so uh, we, we definitely have time to go down these rabbit holes, you know, going forward. And but I, I think this has been a good discussion of like where we kind of came from and who we are and what we want to bring to the table. You know, I don't I don't know. What and you guys hopefully think. you want to come and uh, listen to us talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's not all going to be depressing. We're looking no. we're looking at having a lot of fun Sorry. and embracing this culture. On our and it, that it's completely fine, Chris. But because that's that's good because it, like, you know, it just like we're so it's so accepted now, and that's just so awesome to see that turn, you know, and see that. Oh heck are, yeah! I, so I love that accepted. we now live in a world where kids can be whoever they, they want to be, yeah. and they can like whatever they want to like, and it's okay. And yeah. I am so glad that my kid is never going. None of my kids are, in theory, going to be bullied. Um, because they like, um, you know, a trading card game based on a video game. They're never going to be made fun of because they like a comic book character who happens to have a movie. Um, or be embarrassed to wear that shirt because it's something they love, but they don't want anybody else to see. Yeah. Wearing no, now they're going to get bullied for not knowing the newest TikTok dances. And I don't know how to guide my kid through that, but we're going to figure it out together. (laughs) I've just barely let my oldest touch Fortnite because he begged and begged and begged and begged and begged and begged and begged. And I cave in to, because I'm, because part of me is desperate to want to connect with my oldest. Yeah. I want to connect with him and have something shared together because he's, he's so independent. He's always been so independent. So to have him have interest in something I have interest in, I want to embrace that, um, is a shoot 'em up video game. Granted it's family friendly, <laughs> but is that the best? Is that the best thing? Probably not, but he's happy. And if he's happy, I'm happy. And it's not like I just give it to him and say, go play kid. I'll see you later. It's not right. a babysitter. It's something that I sit with him or his mom sits with him and we're there and we're involved with it. Uh, and we celebrate like, you know, um, he got his own victory Royale, a solo victory Royale. Right on. What? Good for him. He's six. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that, I, I feel that same exact thing too, Chris, like, cause me and my son have kind of gotten into a plethora of video games, but like, it's it, like Fortnite. We've been, it's been something we've been able to connect on because at first for him it was like, oh, we're gonna play this split screen. You can run around with me and enjoy the cool skins, and I'll do the work. Now he's getting more in, into the stage of like, I'm gonna do the work, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we need to back off on this a little bit. But uh, oh yeah, no, he, yeah, my my six year old, yeah, he. I mean, well, I don't want to go down the Fortnite rabbit hole here, but he, right. he we have to play zero build because the build just completely throws him <laughs> off. But he essentially he hides. He finds hiding spots and he hides until it's just him and one other person. And then he just he gets he, he, he gets he gets lucky or he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and he gets lucky a lot. But yeah, it, it's just cool that like I, I think for our generation, our kids have da- dads, especially that are really going to connect with them on these things. And that's, you know, we can't say it enough, but that's what we want to bring to the show. And with Absolutely. having a little fun not on those topics as well, you know, not on just our children, but, like things we're into and just dis- debating different things and discussing different things. Like 
in nerd culture. So a question that we're going to give to our listeners, because I think it's important because um, we are a podcast We're you know, we're three guys who are also dads. So uh, I wanted to incorporate something into it that if you're listening, if you are a parent that you could take um, and think about and, and, and we'll have an email address and stuff. We'll get all that set up so you guys can send us commentary or send your answers in. But a question um, to the parents out there regarding their kids and hobbies and stuff like that. Um, and that question, and we can answer this question. We can answer it on a follow-up episode too. So that way we can always bring all this stuff in together be like, Hey, we asked this question and we're going to answer it ourselves as well. And so we'll see if we match up with our listeners or what the, uh, the, uh, answers, if they're the same or not. But so just think about this and we'll, we'll do it the next time that we, uh, we sit down together. Um, if you had, if you had to choose, um, your kid or kids having their own unique geeky or dorky hobby or sharing the same interests that you currently have, which one would you prefer if you had to choose and why? Like, don't don't answer it. Just kind of take it, file it away. This I, I, I can hear Mason. I can hear Mason being like, I'm, I want to talk about it now. I'm ready to go. Um, oh, yeah, I got opinions. That's going to be a really good lead in for another episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a great uh, cliffhanger to leave on right here. Yeah, so I think that's a good topic to think about. And on the next episode, we'll bring it back in and talk about that and figure out exactly yes, no, and why. Awesome. Well, I think we were going to have a little fun before we wrap up, and Tyler has prepared a game for us, so let's get into that, and then we'll call it our first episode. And in total transparency, Mason, I have no idea what this game is. Yeah, he would not no tell guess. us. He said, I'm not even going to nope. tell you the title until we sit down and play it, so we have yes. no idea what we're about to do. I'm a dungeon master. I love making games. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's this... why it's extra fun to have Tyler here, because this is what he does. This is his thing. This is my thing. <laughs> I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just picturing like the little thing from Saw. Like you want to play a game? <laughs> yes. This game is called Batman or Macho Man. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna read you we, a quote out we of have context, to out and I need you to tell me if this was said by the Batman or Macho Man Randy Savage. I will be saying it. Without any inflection whatsoever, I, I, I want to see you try. I want. I will you know, be <laughs> these quotes with no inflection. You will have to imply the inflection, and that will guide you to whether it is Batman or Macho Man. Now, I will say, I've taken all these Batman quotes only from like spoken word Batman's. I have not taken anything out of the comics because that's not as memorable quotes as like hearing a quote. <laughs> But this is open to live action Batman movies, animation, any so of that. This, this goes all the way back to the old Batman show. As long as it's spoken out loud, it counts. Macho right. Man Randy Savage is a man, and I have taken quotes of real things he has said. This is great. And the way it's going to work is um, you're both going to kind of lock in your answer, and I will tell you who is right. And at the end, we'll tally up the points and see. Uh, should we like write this down so we just don't be like, yeah, I'm answering this because Chris is answering this. Should we like have something to write down, like take a beat here? And no, no, no. You can debate amongst yourselves because you could disagree with each other or you could both agree on everything and it would tie and it'd be a really boring game. But, you know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, I think I think because I don't I don't think Mason and I will agree on everything. 
No, I don't think so either. Now, granted, we could also do be like, okay, Mason, you do the Batman voice. I'll do the the Macho Man Randy Savage voice. Oh, I voice. very much encourage you to say these quotes out loud <laughs> in both a Batman and a Macho Man voice. Uh, hold on, really hold on. I, gotta, said I, need, I need to pull up real quick. I have headphones on, so it won't bother anybody. Uh, Randy Savage, Macho Man. All right. We ready to go? Yep. I, I just want to see how he sounds so I can... Uh... Yeah, go for it. Just so I can get an idea of how I'm going to do this voice here. Oh, yeah. Snap snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> that one. I remember those commercials. Meanwhile, Batman would go, oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. I gave him a little bit. Slim okay. Into a Slim okay. Jim. I'm good now. Okay. I'm good. Okay, cool. Quote number one. Expect the unexpected in the kingdom of madness. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, expect the unexpected and the kingdom of madness. <laughs> okay, I'll do. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Expect I'm gonna have to say the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. That's gotta be. That's gotta be Macho Man. That's my final answer. I'm saying Macho Man. Yeah, I'm saying Macho Man. Yeah. All right, you are both correct. That is Macho Man Randy right. Savage. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Next quote. The same fire the dragon breathes, he shall burn by. I'm going to say Macho Man. I'm going to say Batman. Chris, you are correct. That was also the Macho Man, Randy Savage. All right. Keep this up, and I'll be on you from all sides. North, south, east, and west. Batman. Final answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to say Batman on that one, too. Okay, yep, that was Batman, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. One of the best shows on the planet. Agreed. In all the years to come, in your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. That's Batman. Batman. I, I can almost tell you exactly where that's from, too. Yeah, it's from Batman Dark Knight. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You will eat my rear rockets and like it. <laughs> that's Macho Man. That's got to be Macho Man. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'll say Batman. I'll say Batman. All right. That was Macho Man or Andy Savage. Uh, <laughs> All right. I mean, unless he's like pirate piloting the bat, the bat glider, or the uh, the bat wing. Sorry. Well, the question and, and be like shooting. The question I should have asked is, who in the world would Batman be saying that to in that moment? <laughs> you'll eat my right. thrusters, and you'll like it. <laughs> Last one. You've got to pass the torch sometime. If you're old, that torch gets too heavy for you, and you can't carry it. So it won't do you any good. Yeah, see, this is a good one because, like, it leaves a lot of room for debate here because, you know, Batman's obviously passed the torch, but also you could see a wrestler saying that, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Batman with this one. I have to go Batman, too. Unfortunately, that was the Macho Man Randy oh. Savage in a rare... 
somber moment out of character. <laughs> all right, you guys are all tied up, so I'm gonna. I have some bonus ones. So here we go. <laughs> okay. We both looked into the abyss, but when it looked back at us, you blinked. That's uh, Batman. Ma- Macho Man. Batman. Is this the tiebreaker? Chris, that was the Batman. Chris is the winner of Batman oh, or yes. Macho Man. <laughs> oh, that was surprisingly stressful. Where was that quote from? I want to know where that last quote was from. Which one? The last passing one? the torch one? Yeah. Oh, the passing no, the torch? No, the last one, the one you just read. Oh, 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 that one um, was from... Um, it was like the Justice League versus Injustice League movie, and Batman says it to Owlman. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. I had a lot of fun on YouTube just listening to Randy Savage quotes and like reliving Batman (laughs) moments. So really, this was a game for me. Love it. That was the no. I mean, I I love I love these creative games. You just kind of pull out of nowhere. Like they're fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. This is great. All right. Well, I think that was the episode. I think that um, you know. I think you're right. Yeah. I hope. Well, like we said, it'll be uh, bi-weekly, so twice a month, you know. Hopefully, I mean, don't week. don't hold us to the flame on that one. Like you know, like we, like Mason said, at the top of the show, things happen, right? Like we're we're dads, we have kids, we have jobs, we have families, and sometimes you know we're gonna go on vacation, or sometimes work is gonna get in the way of trying to record something, or just you know a, a school function for like for me for example my my, my six-year-old might have a, a soccer game or something that's going to come up um or he's going to get invited to go somewhere and do something so don't hold us directly to it but you know i i think we could probably get something out about every two weeks it may not be the same day every two weeks right so um but you know we'll uh we'll have it up at uh at all the places you can download podcasts um eventually we might do something video related to so you could actually see us talking if that's more your your jam i could say because you know we we are a handsome bunch but True. i sure think so we we rock those dad bods like you wouldn't believe we are the dad pod with the dad bod oh i, <laughs> I really like that <laughs> i got a mason just came up with a new intro. <laughs> Trademark it right there. Boom. Yeah, dad with the dad bod. Somebody add it to the logo. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, just make so the, the Chris, logo go, dad, but with the, the dad. I kind of want to change our socials to dad pod is like dad bot. No, no. <laughs> no. We haven't mentioned our socials yet, but you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dads are dorks. Yeah, that's um, right. And the DMs are open, so send us messages there until we get a email together for this. So, yes, and then you can follow Mason Ware on Twitter uh, at Mason Merrill, and uh, that's pretty much it. I just tweet about random things that come across Power Rangers. Sometimes there's sports involved because I like sports, but uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, that's where you can find me. You can find me at Toku Chris on both Twitter and Instagram, although. A spoiler alert, even though I'd say like, hey, I'm going to be active on Instagram this week and then I never am. So Twitter is most likely the best way to get in touch with me if you'd like as far as what I'm going to tweet about. Uh, it's mostly geek culture related stuff, um, sometimes kids stuff, and then sometimes I'm selling stuff. So, you know, if you want to buy something, if you want to take a little piece of me and make a little piece of you. <laughs> what does that mean? Follow me this on is, that's Twitter. That's the wrong podcast. We're, I'm going to, what does that mean? 
it means whatever you want it to mean. And Tyler, where can people find you? Absolutely terrifying, Chris. Um, people can find me on Twitter at Stormbreaker. Er, that's two ERs for reasons I might explain on a different podcast. Uh, you can follow me there if you want to hear my opinions on all the latest Dungeons and Dragons playtest materials that are coming out for one D&D. And I will also do an episode about that. So you all will learn all about everything happening in D&D uh, because I can't shut up about it. Awesome. I found my old like uh, Paladin book from like Did you really? 1994 or five. Oh, that's a treasure. You can um, have it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit <laughs> me up on that. Hit me up later. Um, right. But uh, special thanks to all of our wives and all of our kids, and uh, to Eric Berry for designing our logo. And uh, anyone else you guys want to shout out? Yeah, no, just uh, thanks. Like, like you said, special thanks to our wives for allowing us to take this time to hang out and do this type of thing. So I want to throw a next... special special thanks also to uh, our, our good buddy who's also a fellow father, Eric. Uh, Eric Berry, Turkey B forty seven on Twitter for helping design our logo. I said that five seconds ago. Oh, okay. Well, then, just <laughs> I got caught Chris, up in a, our, like listen to our podcast, Chris. Jeez. I'm going to listen to it when we release it. Okay, jeez. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> all right. Until next time, we will see you all in a couple of weeks. Later. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Dads or Dorks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dads or Dorks and be sure to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more dorky content.